0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of the B-Roll Podcast. I am your host, Anthony.
1: And I'm your other host, Chris.
0: Hi, other host, Chris. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. It's a, our second early morning recording, but first early morning recording in the middle of the week.
0: Yeah, I think this is
1: our earliest.
0: I have coffee in one hand. My <laughs> mic in the other. Ready to talk Star Trek. Yeah, no, we I'm not holding my <laughs> mic. That would be ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we, uh, we're doing something a little different today by virtue of scheduling. I am traveling for, is it Labor Day? Is that the holiday that we're getting? Yes. We get a, labor, get a holiday for working. That's so stupid. Well, anyways, <laughs> um, I will be going and visiting my in-laws in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, you're moving this weekend, right? I am. I am going to be traveling about
0: two blocks south. <laughs> Fair enough. This is a bonus episode. I, mean, I think I already mentioned Star Trek. So this is episode five of Lower Decks.
1: Cupid's Errant Arrow. Did I get the title right?
0: You did. All right. You did something right for once, Chris. <laughs> you read yeah, Cupid's Errant Arrow. So maybe a, a romance episode.
1: Ooh. Or about an archer who's got wings and flies around.
0: Or maybe it's a crossover and Cupid from the Flash <laughs> universe is going to show up. She's going to wreck all sorts of havoc.
1: Well, wasn't there? I think there was an episode of TNG called Q Pid. There was. Okay. Yes. Shouldn't make sure I remembered yes. that. Everyone's right. favorite character Q was in it. <laughs> oh God, he's the worst. <laughs> oh, I think he gets mentioned in this episode. So he
0: does, and probably one of the best references so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, on our podcast what we good. normally do is watch sci-fi and sci-fi adjacent straight to stream movies web television shows short films what have you kind of give them a little bit of a high level overview you know how they exist in the medium of which we have chosen which is audio visual media and then we do a small plot breakdown <laughs> small yeah. uh, small and then uh we give our final thoughts and then uh, usually try to make some jokes in between but for our bonus episodes we don't do any of that because i don't take any notes
0: Oh, well, we still try to make jokes Oh, yeah. We still give our opinions, which are really what everyone's here for.
1: The long and short of this episode is Boimler, Bradward, Bradward (laughs) Boimler. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, the Cerritos is involved in some sort of mission where they are essentially trying to keep a moon from falling into orbit and destroying a civilization. The captain's dealing with the politics involved with that, while Brad goes over to the Vancouver, which is a Parliament-class ship. Interesting. Yeah. Meets his girlfriend. Which is probably my favorite joke of the whole episode. (laughs) That he has a girlfriend or the Parliament-class ship?
0: Well, okay. So it's a Parliament-class ship, which is a cool name for a class of a ship. I dig it. But he has a girlfriend that no one's ever met who lives in a city... (laughs) <laughs> on a ship that's named after a city from Canada. Yeah, that's
1: my girlfriend from Canada. <laughs> Good, uh,
0: you've met her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's a model. So, anyways, sorry. Yeah. The no, no, no. Like I, I would even consider the the planetoid or the moon falling into the planet is probably like the sea story. Like oh yeah, absolutely. it only exists as an excuse for them to be on a different ship. So Brad uh, apparently is going out with a, a very attractive young ensign or a lieutenant. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, How dare you? Yeah. Only Mariner gets demoted around here.
1: Yeah, Mariner thinks that, that she there's got to be something wrong with her if she's going out with Boimler. And at the same time, uh, Rutherford and Tendy are trying to win a T-88. I don't know exactly what that is, but long story short. Some sort of scanner or tricorder, yeah. yeah. Long story short, Mariner embarrasses herself. As it turns out, the girl, I don't even remember her name. I watched it like thirty minutes ago. I still don't Barb. remember her name. Barb. Yeah, she is not a parasite. She's not some shapeshifter. She's not some alien uh, or a salt salt golem. I think is one of the salt things that succubus. She... Yeah, uh... which is a great, great <laughs> reference
0: to the first. Day. Actually, that episode of uh, the original series is the first episode of the original series I ever saw as a kid <laughs> when it aired on whatever sh- whatever channel
1: it was. <laughs> What was it usa maybe probably maybe
0: or not it wouldn't have been upn, UPN? maybe mm. i think that was later so mm. but yeah salt succubus which is not the best introduction to <laughs> star trek
1: as it turns out uh the the parasite that's causing the i don't want to say forced romance is actually inside of brad boimler's head it's
0: causing him to use the word lover a lot
1: <laughs> yeah he and barb break up and then Tindy and Rutherford end up staying on the ship after committing blackmail against a superior officer on a different ship. Yeah, who did assault them? Yeah. Wait,
0: did Tindy assault him first though?
1: Typically? Well, I, I think that because there's no cameras on the ship,
0: right? There's No CCTV. <laughs> We've established this.
1: The only person uh. that the only person that was caught in the act of of being assaulted was Rutherford because he recorded the entire thing.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we get to see him use his implant to enhance his ability to do his job, which I guess is not something he does all the time. Still unsure. Well, so it makes sense that it would be kind of a only when necessary or only when he wants to type of thing. Not because it makes sense in the realm, but that's just like a Star Trek thing where Mm -hmm. uh, we're only going to have data's lightning fast reflexes when it helps us with the plot. And we'll conveniently forget about it. Otherwise, or Jordy's ability to see different wave spectrum of light or whatever, (laughs) Uh, except for when we need it for the plot, that type of thing. So That's definitely where they're putting his cyborg implant. It's just a thing. Until it makes the it does something for the plot and then suddenly he can do something with it.
1: right. Well, I wonder how much of that is an excuse to say that like he's new because he is new to being a cyborg. I think he mentions that he's a fresh cyborg. yeah, yeah. so one of uh, the things that I really found interesting when I say interesting, I mean funny and when I say funny, I mean uh,
0: <laughs> interesting
1: ob- obscure 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 either one. So the shuttle on the Vancouver. There was one that I saw called Marpole. Did you see yeah. that shuttle? I didn't see that one. I saw mm. a
0: different one.
1: Well, there's the Yosemite. They come across on the Yosemite, right? But the Marpole, yeah, is a village located on the southern edge of the city of Vancouver in British Columbia.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They just name all their shuttles after suburbs. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's like having a no. Yeah, that's like having a, a ship called Dallas. And then having like the shuttles be, Arlington, Plano. <laughs> Arlington, the Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys,
1: the Jerry Jones, the USS Jerry Jones. Oh, the Tony. No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs>
0: would the captain's yacht on the USS Dallas be the Fort Worth?
1: No, it'd be um. Uh...
0: Or would there be a sister ship called Fort Worth,
1: the USS Fort Worth, and they would just be slightly. They smaller. would just hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think the captain's yacht on the Dallas would be um. Called the rock wall,
0: the rock wall,
1: the rock wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's where the lake is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's
0: good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, any uh,
1: any references that you caught from this episode that you really enjoyed? The the salt succubus,
0: <laughs> and that's a just a reference to an, an episode of of TOS. But like I said, it wasn't the first episode I ever saw, so it was kind of nice. <laughs> Uh, we already mentioned there's a Q reference. Yeah. What is it? He's more excited than a hopped up Q on Captain Picard Day. Yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. Who names their kid Bradward? That's not really a reference. I just wanted to ask. I think my favorite <laughs> reference is, I don't even know if it counts as a reference. So you tell me if it counts or not. The flashback sequence the Mariner has, which is telling a story about her two friends who were dating and one of them ends up being a shapeshifter and eats the other one. And she has like a PTSD, like she has like a PTSD style flashback while telling the story. You can see it in her eyes. She's got the thousand yard stare and whole nine yards. But man, just seeing the old uniforms, <laughs> the late DS Nine slash TNG movie era uniforms are my favorite. Were they at, down?
1: Were they at DS Nine? And they
0: were on Tarek Nor. Yeah. Yes, they were on DS Nine. I don't think they were on. They're at. Corks bar they're at a bar the only reason i don't think they're at Corks is the, the background coloring kind of looks it, but there was no there was no geometry that, remi- that looked like it and there were only starfleet personnel there and i would expect to see some other i think maybe if they were they, at Corks bar they would show Cork, right like there's no way maybe so.
1: they were all still on board the quito
0: right right hmm. which i believe that so the vancouver design that looks new i don't recognize that it looks very cool the 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 quito Looks familiar. I feel like I've seen that before or something very, very similar.
1: I think, and I'm going to open up the kimono a little bit on my Star Trek nerdiness. I think that is a medical ship. I think the class is called Olympia. I'm looking it up right now. By the way, Quito is the capital of Ecuador.
0: Oh, cool. Are all the ships named after cities in guess, North America? I guess so. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh,
1: Olympic class is a, yeah, that's what it is. Olympic is a medical ship. That was a class of Starship in service in Starfleet during the late twenty-fourth century. I'm sending you a screenshot now.
0: Yeah, there it is. When did we did we see that? DS9, TNG. Okay, I so th- we've seen yeah. The Obviously first time I
1: ever saw it was in an episode of The Next Generation. Right, it's in it's- all
0: good things. Well, it's right there in that screenshot you sent me. So
1: Well, it's the ship that um Beverly is the captain of. Yes. Yes. Yeah. After she and Picard apparently get married and then get divorced, <laughs> oh
0: yeah, spoilers! <laughs> spoilers for a show that ended in
1: nineteen ninety three, four. Yeah, hey, people gonna but, complain. They gonna complain. <laughs> so, anyways, kind of
0: scrolling back a little bit. So that's also like that whole sequence was great. I just sent you a picture of the uh, of them sitting at the bar.
1: Yeah. Well, I was gonna say maybe they're not at the bar. Maybe they're still on the ship. Or did I already say that?
0: You already did. Like they're okay. they're at a bar, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's on the ship, mm. man. Those uniforms—they <laughs> mm, look great. And our tin mariner and her big hair—it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I, it wasn't until I saw this and was check, you know, checking out the uniforms, that I noticed that there is no in the current uniforms to keep up our trend of talking about the lower decks of uniforms in every episode. Slowly building what we could just piece together as one big episode just about the uniforms. There's no bar or Design behind the the delta signal, uh, the delta emblem, like on the new ones. On the new ones, and it wasn't until I saw Mariner in the in the old kind of black uniforms or gray uniforms where they had that solid bar behind the like the the rectangular bar behind it. You know, and of course TNG start with like the circle around it or what have you. But I mm-hmm. know so this just a delta. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me that that so this a little different. It oh. makes it look more like the old series or maybe Discovery a little bit because I guess that's also. We don't have to go down that road. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Interesting little tidbit.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice because it wasn't important. <laughs> yeah, well.
0: And the fact that she's she's on board a medical ship parked at DS9. I wonder how long ago that was. I don't know. So there was a fan theory I read before last episode. and It didn't really come up. About her being a veteran of the Dominion War. Hmm. And this kind of leads credence to that a little bit. But I could see the, just thinking about the type of person that Mariner is, if she and, and the B plot with the Lieutenant Commander, or whatever, of engineering from Vancouver, the Vancouver. Where he's just feeling the pressure and he just can't handle being on a big starship anymore and wants to get transferred to Cerritos because it's just it's just too much. He's tired of being epic, as he <laughs> says. Um, that type of pressure plus the Dominion War, I could see how Mariner or a character like Mariner could easily just decide to trudge it along, not have to make those big decisions, you know, with leadership and rank and all that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't it's remember. I don't remember the timeline, like as per. Like the how the it converges on the the different shows. But she's yeah. friends. Remember she was friends with that Klingon was General Corinth. Yeah, Corrin, with the, but with Corrin,
0: like a. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they all have an apostrophe in their name. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean, it was if I remember correctly, because I, I forgot like half of DS Nine. Like, uh, <laughs> but isn't there like don't the Klingons and the Federation go to war for a short amount of time?
0: They do. Yeah. So, they suspend the the Kittimer Accords.
1: So she had to have been friends with him before i'm assuming
0: or after yeah yeah it was all well, about I, the all about but, fighting the dominion it was all well, this
1: show takes place in 2380 right uh
0: 2380 or 2390 yes. hold on so i have the, it where's the
1: timeline Where's the star trek timeline uh
0: what's... oh you know what i don't i no longer have my notes from episode one
1: so the dominion war takes place in 2373 to 2375
0: yeah, and this is twenty three eighty because yeah. yeah, that's right. Twenty three seventy nine would have been Nemesis, and this is a year later.
1: Yeah, so uh, I mean, she so very easily
0: she was she had to have been and in, but the difference between being a veteran of the Dominion War and just being in Starfleet during the Dominion War is space is big, right? Right. i um, she could have easily been halfway across the quadrant.
1: Well, um, I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm just saying the timelines do match up. She's probably yeah, in yeah. her thirties or early thirties, late twenties. So. She's Easy. probably fresh face cadet, right out of the Starfleet Academy. Got assigned to a couple ships. Uh, was involved in the Dominion War, and then got plucked for special duty with a Klingon general. And yeah. Got...
0: Well, and, and what does it, I mean? What type of things do you see as an ensign on a medical ship in a war zone? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Lots and lots of stuff. And lots of stuff you don't want to see. So I get a little uncomfortable with the number of times that that Bradward says the word human. What do you mean? Well, he keeps referring to Barb as she's a perfectly normal human girl. I think that was um, the and parasite. And he says he says that in the episode or two ago where, it was not last episode, the episode before that, where they're trying to be all, or they're getting rid right of buffer time, where he says everyone in the ship's only human. And then he like kind of cracks himself. I don't know. Feels a little space racist. <laughs> I got some uh, Ashley Williams for Mass Effect vibes. <laughs> well meaning, but there's also a speaking of fan theories, there's a there's a fan theory going around that he's not human. So I don't mm. know if we've discussed that yet or not. No. Well, because of the purple hair, sand gives him a, a rash and a few other things he said.
1: Maybe he just hates sand, you know. Yeah. It's coarse. It's coarse, gets everywhere. <laughs> <It> gets every- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if he kills Honestly, a bunch of kids in the next episode I might bail on the show <laughs> If he what? If he kills a bunch of kids in the next episode I might bail on this show <laughs> Maybe
0: uh, Man Yeah, there's another shuttle called the Fairview I'm watching that scene because I, I thought there was a shuttle name But maybe I'm mixing up my
1: Fairview is a town in northern Alberta, Canada
0: Oh man, I love that Boimler even kisses awkwardly
1: We <laughs> kissed, a... did you see? Yeah, I mean, I think that might just be the uh, the old the old parasite. How long has it been on him? <laughs> at least a month, well, right? That's the what month, she right? said, yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm. Well, time doesn't. Time doesn't make any sense when it comes to Star Trek anyways. So. Oh, man, <laughs> and when
0: he gives her that Jordy teddy bear, I want one. God, I want one. The visor and everything. Oh, man. So, it, it, we haven't talked about it yet. Oh, you know what? You ask your question first before I ask mine. I'm sorry. Um, go
1: right ahead. Uh, I actually forgot my question. Hmm. Yeah, no, I forgot it. So, no, I, actually, I remember it now. So, the sh- the the Vancouver, which is a Parliament class ship. So, what exactly are they doing? Are they like is is this an is this a science vessel? Right.
0: Well, no. They say at the beginning it's a it it gets assigned to complex engineering mm. tasks, and I think they bring in the uh, they bring in the Cerritos because of the political dispute over whether or not they should blow up the moon. And as we saw in the previous episode, the captain was originally elected to go to Cardassia Prime to start peace negotiations, so I think that might be her background, she might be more of a diplomat. And so this captain brings her in, belittles her a little bit, and then uh I, I can't tell if she belittles her with ill intentions or accidentally. Either way the captain notices uh, the captain Freeman notices but she's brought in to to figure all this out and she does she quite quickly figures out a, a way to make everyone happy all but this one jerk
1: rich dude yeah yeah
0: rich <laughs> I wrote down in my notes rich people suck um, also thought that the whole resolution to that sea story with the captain was a nice kind of trek style twist with an appropriate reaction from the captain are you kidding me this is ridiculous blow up the moon <laughs> blow know? it up Impressive. so that's why the Cerritos is there is yeah. to assist and a few extra crew, crew uh, extra engineers doesn't hurt. There, yeah. Well, doing I mean, thing.
1: I just I didn't see the red. Well, I guess, I don't think it would have a red stripe, right? It would have a yellow stripe if the if the Vancouver is following the California class. If it is, uh, it might not the California class. Yeah.
0: So I read a lot that first week when this came out. Like I think I've mentioned it before. Maybe I said it in a. <laughs> I know I've put. I know it's recorded. I don't know if it was in the episode proper or in a sting. I didn't know lower decks existed until mm-hmm. the day before it launched because you told me, "Hey, we should do an episode of this." And I was like, "What is it?" Because <laughs> you said lower decks, and I was like, "What?" And you're like, "New Star Trek," and I was like, "Oh, cool. They're making a new Star Trek." And I was like, "Oh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, let me scramble to get on to get CBS All Access, which by I'll go on a rant about how that app is absolutely horrible later. If no, you don't time, have to.
1: I've already made it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I want to do it again. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyways, so I did a lot of a lot of reading and the you know, this is post Dominion War post everything that happened in the TNG movies. You know, they come out of the Borg invasion from First Contact right into the Dominion War and conflict with the Klingons and the Cardassians and the Romulans a couple of times. So the idea may be that the Cerritos or the California class ship is pieced together from other ship designs, which is why it looks awkward. Like the nacelles are from this, the saucer, saucer sections from that, so they're a little different. They're like the, the workhorse t- style ships, which why they would have that painted kind of designation on them. Does that make sense?
1: Well, I'm looking at Memory Alpha, and Uh-oh. per per series showrunner Mike, uh, named to be you know make pronounced later, <laughs> name to be pronounced later. It's a California class ship, which has always existed in Starfleet. That's what we're saying that their utility support ships in the California class. There are three types of hull painting. There's a blue, red, and yellow. We've extended the visual metaphor of the uniforms to the ships, and the Cerritos has yellow on the hull because it's primarily a second contact engineering ship. They show up to planets that need engineering stuff done on them in order to be able to communicate with the Federation. There's also, you'll see in the show, a blue hull California class ship, which are usually deployed to places where there has to be more medical expertise and a red hull ship that are more for moving around ambassadors and doing command level stuff.
0: Okay. So they are the, so I was not right, but well, I mean, except for the part of it being the workhorse kind of backbone,
1: visually designed. They are kit bash. Yeah. McMahon has stated that he was always a fan of the Miranda class. Yeah. who's not, who's I not a fan is, of the Miranda. Class, I think it's man. one of the best designed spaceships. Oh, oh man. Of so, all time.
0: So great. So yeah. great. I, I don't know about of all time, but it's definitely classic Trek. It's, it's real good. No,
1: nah, I, what I I mean when I say of all time, I mean like in the Star Trek universe. Sure. <laughs> we can we can have a uh, we probably can't do it today. But, <laughs> no, we uh, cannot. <laughs> whatever, whatever, we, whatever. We want to break down the way that whoever was in charge of designing Federation starships apparently the warp nacelles always had to be visible. Like they yes. had, always had to have line of sight towards each other, whatever.
0: Well, that's where they build the warp field or whatever, and they right. break that rule occasionally because and you know, but well, yeah. I mean,
1: I, but the Well, the, well, from what I understand, <laughs> that's the in-universe explanation, but the out-of-universe, actual, real-world explanation is they just wanted no. to have symmetry
0: or whatever. The boring explanation, you mean. So yeah.
1: what I always liked about the Reliant class is they were like... The Miranda? Oh, yeah. The Miranda class, yeah. Which is a Reliant, but the Reliant, yeah, the Reliant a is a Miranda class. Yeah. And so was the Bozeman. I got a Bozeman rant. Anyways. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> they were just like, well, we need another ship. But we can't make it look like the Enterprise because we only have the one Enterprise model that weighs 500 pounds and we got to, you know, schlep it around on this dolly. (laughs) Like, why don't we just make it smaller? yeah done
0: <laughs> what was wasn't there another Miran, like another class of ship that looked similar to the Miranda class
1: are you talking an old Trek or new Trek
0: Uh, an old Trek well I mean and just so we're, we're clear so new new Trek would be Discovery and Picard oh, and I guess no no Poledex.
1: no old Trek is um anything before Enterprise. anything anything before next generation because that's like that's no. old technology like technically
0: no like, in TNG I thought there was a version uh, like a, it looked more like an upgraded version. There's the like Nebula. If the, if the Miranda class is to Constitution class, as this other ship I'm thinking of is to the Galaxy.
1: You're probably thinking of the Nebula class. Mm, which nebula. I'm class. Sending you a screenshot now.
0: Maybe that that might be what I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's the exact same Similar design, idea. except it has the the um, the Galaxy also, style. Well, it has the pieces. it has a thing underneath and on top. Whereas the Miranda class only has the thing on top. Right,
0: right. So, you know what? We might get... This might get us too far into the weeds, but (laughs) what is your favorite... And we're not going to argue about it, but what is your favorite enterprise design between the Constitution or the refit, the... (laughs) uh, What was the... There was a. Uh, It was a Constitution. It was an Excelsior class. So Constitution,
1: Constitution refit, Excelsior, Ambassador class, Galaxy class, Sovereign class.
0: Yeah. Which is your favorite? Um, Just, just talking about the ship design, not yeah anything else related to it.
1: Uh, I mean, it'd have to be the it have to be the Sovereign class. Um, Yeah. Only because I always feel like the Galaxy class starships are just going to tip over.
0: <laughs> well, that was actually a problem. Yes, <laughs> I always I remember the Ambassador class being really really cool, especially since it just shows up in that one episode, which is prop one of the best. Just I, I, these are just great episode. Love that whole bit. Um, did you know that they made a Enterprise F in Star Trek Online?
1: I have not seen it. Uh, I played Star Trek Online for a little bit. Decent game. Yeah, it's
0: not. It's not bad for a free to play. Uh, It's not. um, I'm not upset about it. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's been worse, right? They actually had a fan like competition to for just for somebody to design it or whatever. Mm. Hold on. Here we go. It is a. I don't know. I'll find it later. There enough. But anyway, sorry. We're getting way way into the weeds. Way more than usual. (laughs) Way more than usual. I don't remember. Did I answer your question?
1: I don't remember what my question was.
0: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so this episode did something different with the cold open.
1: Uh, like there wasn't a cold open? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't one. I actually rewound. I was
0: like, oh, did I did I skip it on accident? Nope. Well, I mean, one of my complaints has been that I felt like the cold opens were kind of taking away from the from what you could do in the show, the length and all that. And this story felt just similar to the last episode. It felt much better paced. Mariner was going crazy, but because she's trying to be sneaky about it. It wasn't as in your face. We finally get the screenshot of her on top of a, you know, on a conspiracy board with the, with the yarn and all that, just going yeah, she, a little nuts. Yeah, she was having some
1: real trouble. <laughs> yeah, she I like that she difficult. wasn't.
0: There was something wrong, but she wasn't correct. She wasn't right. It, it, it was interesting that it never even dawned on her that something was affecting Boimler. You know? Yeah. But we also find out that Barb thought something was wrong with her. So all three of them were wrong at the end, which was
1: interesting. It's kind of weird. She, like, just breaks up with him. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of strange. A little. Just, yeah. I
0: mean, you know, they needed to have... They need everything closed up for the next episode.
1: <laughs> I guess. I just, it was just, like... It was weird. It's like, okay, bye, I guess. See you yeah, later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she's going on the Vancouver. He doesn't need to have a Canadian girlfriend for the rest of it.
1: <laughs> uh, I... There was a... Um, surprising lack of the uh the senior staff which is fine they, they don't have to be really involved i thought what, the aliens themselves because i don't even think they mentioned the planet that they're going to no they might have during there's little maybe i don't remember. personal log or whatever but um like it was weird that the the red-skinned person like the alien the red-skinned alien was like the the rich one yeah uh, <laughs> like, how many people are in your civilization uh two.
0: Me and my <laughs> wife. We're
1: rich. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like blow just get rid it. Don't isn't he like, but I just installed new floors? <laughs> like for your entire planet? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Get out of here.
0: Get out of here. Oh yeah, the the one guy the moon can't can't come crashing down. That's a government conspiracy. <laughs> some real world analogs there that were unexpected, but not unwelcome, I guess.
1: Hey, man. All of Star Trek is uh, <laughs> is an analog for the real world. No, it is.
0: It is. It just felt very current. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of other stuff. This wasn't my new favorite episode. No? Which is a change that all the other episodes we've watched became my new favorite episode, and this one was not my new favorite. Still good, just yeah, not my new yeah. favorite. So, what about you
0: no it was a really really good episode i laughed a good i chuckled throughout it you know what i mean there weren't any real big jokes which was kind of nice it was kind of even kilter the whole time um, i think we i think i didn't my... get a lot of character growth <laughs> i mean we did get tindy and rutherford committing blackmail and theft
1: well i think the biggest character growth we got was beckett you know <laughs> i mean because she watched one of her best friends get their head bitten off by a what'd she say like Horvakian shapeshifter I think is what she some, says
0: yeah some something shapeshifter
1: yeah my favorite joke of the entire episode was when I don't remember when it occurred but she said or maybe there's just like a really hot person that lives on a planet where they'll kill you if you step on the grass oh yeah the, uh,
0: uh, the one where they wear the rompers
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's pretty good that's a pretty <laughs> that was, good joke uh, that
0: a good, uh, god that episode is so horrible
1: that's the one where I'm, you just get all the moose knuckle
0: oh my god I gotta
1: cut that. Uh, (laughs) Why? (laughs) So, you sent me a video. I guess you know what we could do is we could do a little housekeeping. I didn't watch the video, but apparently, there's a continuity error with Shax and his rank.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm.
0: It looks like in in some of the wide shots, he has three pips. And then in the non wide shots, he has two pips.
1: Hmm. Maybe he just like takes them off. I mean, in the same
0: sentence, like in the same
1: scene. What if he's really fast? (laughs) What if he has a twin? Uh, maybe yeah.
0: <laughs> i i feel like it's just it's most likely just animators you know yeah. different animators they did all this before they really solidified what his rank was he does get called a lieutenant at one point so we know he's a lieutenant so it's just i think just uh i think it's probably an error now that it's in there it'd be cool if there was some payoff to it <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> but speaking of shacks um i have to do a little housekeeping i i said he is the wrong well i think he's the same voice actor which is the correct voice actor but um he did not voice the didact in halo 4 uh but he has been bared in all the gears of war games oh really i yeah. did not hear that voice at all <laughs> Oh, man. I think Baird's my favorite Gears of War character, at least for the first three, because I haven't played a single Gears of War game after the third one. No, no? Yeah. After after we played through the third one in one sitting, I decided I couldn't play anymore.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> you didn't play Judgment? No. Which is all Baird all the time. It was all right. It was different, people hated it for being different, even though they were like, hey, we're going to do something different. Mm. Oh, whatever. It was made by the same people who made uh, Bulletstorm. Yeah, people can fly. Yeah. I think. yeah, people can fly. I don't know. Oh. I liked four. It was a bit trudging, but I didn't mind it. And I liked all the new characters. And I, I'm still I need to go back and beat five. Mm. I played it there's one of those things where like I had to do this a lot where I won't play games a whole lot anymore and I'll I'll play for a few days and get real far into a game and then I won't be able to play or whatever for a week or two and I'll forget what I was doing and just play a completely different thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. So, the, the Enterprise F is an Odyssey class. Mm. Let me, I don't have any good pictures, but.
1: I saw a picture of it earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you know what today is? Uh, the 3rd of September. Yeah. In four years, we get the bell riots. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like I said, we still have to go through the eugenics wars. Um, look, I, I mean, really don't want to live in the Star Trek universe. Probably. If I have to live in the Star Trek universe in the year 2020, I'm
1: out. I mean, we're um, probably going through the eugenics wars right now. <laughs> we just don't know it. Yeah, we just don't, we don't. see it, yeah. Oh, man, people are updating. I don't, I don't need to be uh, going through the post-atomic horror. People are updating Memory Alpha right now with uh, stuff from this episode.
0: Yep, that's how it do, man. <laughs> we're on the cutting edge.
1: wow that's an interesting ship design it looks kind of like um i think it was called the akira class akira tetsuo uh okay yeah it looks kind of like an akira class ship it's giving me an akira vibe or maybe it's the norway
0: no see okay the akira class is what i was thinking of i think Uh, when no you sent me the nebula class Mm. this looks more like a yeah this the akira class looks much more like the uh miranda does it not
1: I don't think so. No, because everything's just shifted backwards. Not necessarily because it's. I think the Nebula class was in time in, designed intentionally to be an update of the Miranda. Like this is not. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think this is one of the um, these are one of the anti-board ships. Mm. Like there's like a, there's supposed to be like a whole thing where um, after the after the Wolf 359 incident or the battle at 359, depending on whose side of the war you're on.
0: I don't think the Borg see it as a battle at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's why I said incident. Uh, oh, oh, incident. <laughs> so Starfleet decided that they would. They noticed that a bunch of their ships were out of date, or out of design, or whatever. So they intentionally started designing more war. Yeah, so we get the Defiant. ships. Yeah, and so, uh, and then you which breaks
0: go, all the rules and doesn't have <laughs> torpedo bays and doesn't have a door to walk out of, but they. Do it. That oh, doesn't, doesn't matter. The Defiant is a cool-looking ship <laughs> until you start thinking about it. Perhaps. Today oh my goodness! Is a good day to die. How did you feel about the engineers' password being Riker? <laughs> like, why? It's, it's like pretty good. It's a good. It's a decent reference, I guess. But it, it didn't. It didn't fit. You know, been yeah. better if it was an engineer of some sort. But who's? I don't know.
1: Why oh, is his hero, man? Riker's a hero. Is he? Yeah, everyone loves Riker.
0: I mean, no, I, I guess. I guess everyone loves Riker. Well, there's another demographic of people we've alienated people who <laughs> nah, hate Riker.
1: <laughs> they are few and far between. And yeah, the world is better enough. off not knowing that they exist. So,
0: just a little, I guess, the last bit about this episode of Lower Decks. Did you catch when Mariner is running through the halls of the ship? Before she tries to emergency transport, fails. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, like, goes out of her way to knock over an Andorian and calls her Jennifer and, like, just <laughs> looks at her angry. Maybe she knows her. Oh <laughs> I mean, Obviously, she does because she said her name, but yeah. it was just... I was cut off guard because I was not expecting an Andorian to be named Jennifer.
1: <laughs> maybe it's her well, human name.
0: Yeah. Oh, you think like they give them human names because they can't pronounce? No, that's rude. No, they like pick. They pick one.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe,
0: but I just I, I like that whole sequence. She knocks her to get Jennifer, <laughs> then tries <laughs> tries a bogus code to emergency yeah. transport.
1: Mariner eight or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this? Clear this channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. How are you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So next week's episode, we know absolutely nothing about. I mean, I do, because I watched the preview.
0: Right, right, right. But I don't think we know a name or anything like that. I do know that after next week's episode there will be so after episode one they had like an after show hosted by will wheaton and after episode six they're going to do another one which is next week mm. so i'm going to check that out okay for a normal recording
1: this episode on imdb 8.4 out of eight reviews yeah yeah <laughs> so slightly lower
0: than it was earlier when it only had five reviews at 8.6 <laughs> Yeah. So not nearly enough reviews to, to make any sort of We didn't claim. blurb this one,
1: but it's literally Mariner's suspicious of Boimler's new girlfriend, Tindy, and Rutherford grow jealous of a bigger starship's gear. Yeah. yeah. Is that a plasma fire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you look at Beckett's conspiracy board? I didn't pause or anything like that. I might, uh, I might later. Oh, hold on. I'll send you a screenshot. So there is that weird snow thing that shows up in TOS yeah yeah, uh, yeah i recognize a Car- that a cardassian a whale the coronavirus the same coronavirus cling- oh just yeah, virus the, okay in the uh the same klingon woman flip-flopped i think she's the one from the market in the episode where they go oh she might be porn. just they reuse that head that headshot um bigfoot and then a guy with some acne problems up in the top yeah left i don't corner. recognize who that is there was more off to the left yeah <laughs> I wonder if that is her. I'm going to look it up real quick. No. Well, I think the face is the same, but maybe that's a different outfit. Maybe that's Lursa or Bator, but they're dead.
0: Yeah. They're very dead. And it, I mean, also just all aliens dress the same every day. Yeah. Only humanity is allowed to have different outfits. (laughs) Look, man, Klingons. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. What do you want? I don't know. Did you have anything else to add? Best moments? Anything you disliked? I think we've kind of praised this episode. There's nothing that super, super stands out to my mind.
1: It's just a, good one i don't have anything negative to say yeah like it just wasn't my favorite episode so. what is your favorite episode episode four yeah moist vessel well just every episode like I, I think i made the joke that every episode that we had watched has become my new favorite episode yeah. and yeah, this for one sure. just didn't make it which is fine there's nothing wrong with that not every episode could be a banger that's no. why we have really great movies <laughs> yeah. it really
0: i think this episode is just as good as the last one i have nothing nothing against it mm-hmm I also, I mean, like I said, I just like the pacing in the last couple episodes. I think they're a lot better. So hopefully they keep this up. Is it a design flaw of the phasers from the TNG era and really the original as well that they don't have a trigger guard?
1: They don't have a trigger.
0: They have a button.
1: On the the top of it, like you press a button on top like a remote to fire it they don't have a trigger
0: right 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 right. but uh, okay whatever some sort of protection from accidentally going off
1: yeah you just don't put your finger on the the button
0: (laughs) i mean it's all it it is not answering and i said also all phasers so the tos phasers which are more pistol like
1: yeah no definitely (laughs) like it's there is a design issue with those but (laughs) don't touch that button all right, man. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, it's pretty much everything I got. So Awesome.
0: Well, that concludes another bonus episode of the B-Roll podcast for episode five of Star Trek Lower Decks, Cupid's Errant Arrow. If you like what you heard, please follow, comment, subscribe, heart, like, give us those five star ratings, whatever, whatever it is on whatever podcast listening platform of choice you have. We'd appreciate it. Uh, if you disagreed with anything we said or you think we missed the best joke or reference, which is probably is very, very possible, uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, you can email us at sci-fi guys at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. On Twitter, we are at B underscore Roll Podcast. On Instagram, we are at sci-fi guys. You can also follow us there for any updates. Uh, we release... Uh, concerning what we're recording, we're post announcements for new episodes, that type of thing. So if you want to be in the loop, you can do that there as well. And if for whatever reason you are still stuck on Facebook, uh, we do have a Facebook group, <laughs> The B-Roll Podcast Group. I would do some similar stuff there, a little less... Our interactions and whatnot but feel free to to join and hang out lastly if you really liked what you heard we would appreciate you check out some other episodes like chris said at the beginning we normally cover either pilot episodes of television or short films and whatnot on thursdays and every monday you get a new movie review it's all straight to stream science fiction or science fiction adjacent material lots of good movies and even more bad movies <laughs>
1: We are doing something very, very special for the 25th episode of our podcast. Official, not the not the, the 25th one that's been released, because I think that's already been done, but the actual, in the main line, in the main timeline podcast.
0: The alpha yeah. timeline.
1: Yeah, the B-roll universe. We're doing something special for the 25th episode. Maybe a little callback to our first episode. Mm. Yeah. Stay tuned.
0: Maybe we're doing something special.
1: Maybe we're not. <laughs> You'll never know unless you
0: listen. <laughs> Please listen. <laughs> please oh my goodness please no, if you really liked what you heard last plug we are on patreon at patreon.com slash b underscore role go support there we do post behind the scenes snippets out of pod discussions things that aren't relevant that type of thing you can also the higher tier get episodes early so we appreciate your support there if you're able to give it
1: anything from you chris you know we definitely want to thank everyone who's listened we just released episode 22 this morning 9-3-2020 you know we've joked about how we didn't think we'd make it this far (laughs) so just the fact that anyone out there is listening at all we appreciate you no absolutely stay healthy stay hydrated and remember that you are loved by the host of this podcast and its community thanks bye guys no uh this is unrelated to everything we're talking about but garth davis will direct the upcoming tron film starring jared leto yeah i'm I'm, yeah jared leto whatever
0: (laughs) i'm sure i think that's coming to Uh, disney plus so we'll watch it for the podcast (laughs) but um